0: Recordings in progress
1: it's happening we're back <laughs> with this is this is the season finale of it is is this season three
0: it is of, season three yeah
1: see, we three seasons season finale of neurodivergent moments and uh, it's so
0: good we had to release it late
1: <laughs> yes Uh, And it had nothing to do with uh, us being busy. And when I say us being busy, I mean me going to Greece for a week and refusing (laughs) to get online and do the (laughs) intros and outros. We had Amber Thorne on. We did. What a wonderful guest.
0: I was so excited about this. From Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey.
1: Yeah, so she is uh, the star of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. And the way we... uh, uh, Amber got in touch with us. Is her publicist reach out to us? And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Joe. She's the first guest we've ever had on that neither of us knew personally.
0: Yeah, I think we we just sort. of, Yeah, I think so. Well, there's people we know who are we are. We've had people like Pete Warmby and Sarah Gibbs who we know through through social media and yeah. through the sort of um. Uh, neurodivergent conversations but um but yeah when that email came in and i knew that she was in winnie the pooh blood and honey i was like we've got we've got to have this person on
1: she was amazing great discussion all about we talked heavily about winnie the pooh blood and honey so if you want so for people who don't know house, yeah. oh yeah we should explain what it is Go it's, it's,
0: uh, so at so la- two years ago winnie the pooh A.A. A. Milne classic uh, went into a public, uh, what's it called? Like anyone like can anyone Public can domain.
1: It. Public, public domain.
0: domain, that's what I'm looking for. Um, and that means that you are now legally allowed to do what you like with those characters and you can make a horror film in which Winnie the Pooh and Piglet uh, hunt down some women in an Airbnb <laughs> and uh, run them over with cars.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was, uh, it is As I I, I told Amber, I feel like it's going to be one of those, like, Halloween cult classics. Like, it's it's cheesy, it's gory, it's funny, it's like, it's the perfect thing to throw on if you like a low-budget, just... all that's completely in. my thing. Yeah, totally ridiculous. It was great. It was absolutely great.
0: I always, I love the you know when you get like a franchise as soon yeah. as it gets past five or six, that's when it gets good for me. Yeah, Friday the Thirteenth, Ten in Space. Have you seen that?
1: No, I have seen oh, Freddy it's, versus it's Jason. Jason,
0: oh, also fantastic. Yeah, oh,
1: I love those. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, uh, by the way, uh, before we get too into the neurodivergent thing. Thing, you know, that thing we're here <laughs> to talk about. Uh, we did talk uh, deeply about Love and Honey, so much so that we almost forgot to talk to her about neurodivergency. Um, <laughs> I, I want to talk about this before we get to the end of the episode, because sometimes I wonder if people turn off. Uh, we're, we're doing a giveaway. We have yeah. Winnie the Pooh, Loved and Honey, a signed copy by Amber Doinkthorne. How do people get a hold of it?
0: They they need to join our Patreon. It's three pound three pound a month. You could enter join this month, win a DVD signed, and then you could. We should I should stop encouraging people to delete it after one month. Stay with <laughs> us, but you could delete it. You could just pay three pounds for for one off donation of three pound. You could get all the extra content, yeah. and you could get a uh, signed DVD
1: for the price of less than a coffee in London a month. You could have Joe and I in your ears more often, and uh, and get our little extras and all that. So yeah, if you aren't in the Patreon, please sign up. What we'll do is we will put everyone's name in the Patreon. We'll all put you in one of those little uh, online uh, hats for random pick. I'm not explaining this right. You know what I <laughs> hats mean. Hats for random
0: pick. I know what you mean. <laughs>
1: back in the old days you used to write it on a piece of paper kids and you put it's it online in a... now
0: hatsforrandompick.com
1: <laughs> hatsforrandompick.com and we'll pull someone's name out we'll announce the winner we'll get in touch with you and we will mail you the dvd and i will say again if you are like me and have no access to a dvd player it is signed so it's going to be worth something. put it in a frame yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's uh if it's not already worth something you know, they're going to make more Winnie the Pooh love and honey, too. I shouldn't give that away. Amber didn't, talks about didn't it. did she
0: say five, five yeah, more? They've
1: been greenlit <laughs> for five more. Oh, Joe, it's oh, going to I'm, so I'm going
0: to, yeah, I'm going to divulge too much that's in the interview. But, yeah, um, but yeah it, I'm, I'm excited about the upcoming yeah. Winnie the Pooh franchise. Oh, I should say as well, there are spoilers for the film in the interview. So if um if you don't want to have the film spoiled for you, um. Then, although I would, I mean, there's a good plot, but it's I think it's one of those films you can enjoy, even if you've had a few spoilers ahead.
1: I have a feeling that there's going to be a good number of our listeners who understand what kind of horror film we're talking about. And you can know every bit of it and still freaking enjoy it. Mm. Like, it's, yeah. Amber has ADHD and we had a wonderful conversation about ADHD and specifically ADHD masking, which is something we haven't talked too much about on the episode uh, on the show. And uh, I think we came to some really beautiful realizations there.
0: It was lovely. I think this going to be another what, what Bits Do I Cut Out episode. Yeah. So, um,
1: but uh, you know, yeah. you know, Joe, where if you do cut bits out, do you know where people can find the extras?
0: Yes, on the Patreon they can find Patreon. extras, they can uh, win a DVD, there's book club, there's all sorts of
1: things. Yeah. Which uh, we forgot about book club, but we promise we'll do it this month. We were supposed <laughs> to do it in June. We were really busy, guys, but we'll do it this month. And
0: you have the knowledge that you're. we've got wonderful new artwork. We've got uh, this, we're able to rent the studio spaces. That's all from our Patreon. So we are yeah. very grateful to them
1: yeah yeah you guys help fund and make this podcast possible because every every bit of patreon money we just put back into the podcast so thank you so much we really appreciate it
0: thank you let's let's listen to amber
1: let's do it Uh, okay, so it. It's too hot today. Yeah. I
0: want to talk about Blood and Honey. That's what that's, okay. that's the main thing. We have so, yeah, Amber yeah. on
1: the lead role in Blood and Honey. We both watched it. It's spectacular. Uh, <laughs> just, I, I really feel like it's going to be like one of those. I was telling Joe, it's going to be like a cult. Halloween hormon mm. like one that you're like every year I watch Blood and Honey. Like <laughs> I hope so. That would be very fun cool. It's <laughs> just so fun. <laughs> It's so fun, and the deaths are good. Yeah, I like the deaths. Is the deaths are good? The masks are weird. It's
2: perfect. (laughs)
0: It's It's exactly what I wanted it to be. Yeah, Yeah.
2: this is the thing. I feel like you guys knew what to expect when you went in, because we've had so many people who expect it to be like really serious with like an Oscar-worthy script, and I'm like, no, hun. We had like a (laughs) twenty thousand pound script. No Brad Pitt. There's no machine guns. Like it's very low budget. Like it's meant to be fun. It's meant to be silly, and I think. As long as people, like, watch the film with that in their minds, those are the people who enjoy it the most. I've seen it, like, five times. And I love films, but for me, five times is a lot, but that was all, like, the premieres and the screenings. Yeah. And I'm still enjoying it. Like you said, you know, it's fun, it's silly. Like, the deaths, there's still a couple where I'm like, yeah, like, my own, spoiler, (laughs) I don't die. My own death, every time I see that, I'm like, they just they hold on that shot for a little bit too long. Yeah, you
0: know
1: what I mean. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Mm.
0: the eyeball will stick with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that
1: God that me. one. I actually oh, I, I like covered that. my eyes right as it was happening because I was like, oh, I don't man. think I can watch this. And yeah. then I'm like, how bad? No, nope. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's the way it's just like out there. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It so. Uh, yeah and it had so much success so it's mm-hmm. a micro budget yep. shot in 10 days mm-hmm. yeah my partner is a cinematographer so he's been on things oh, like okay. this no, yeah all of so I'm like oh I, I've it. seen someone what what it's like to be <laughs> in where did you guys film it that's what we were talking about
2: so we filmed at Ashdown Forest which is where 100 Acre Woods is actually oh, based oh,
1: is we're actually that? That? which is that so night. cool yeah. yeah so I
2: felt like there was like a part of the Winnie the Pooh history there and yeah. then we were just ruining that by filming there so it's kind of funny but <laughs> oh, oh, it was really cool and like, I was a huge fan of winnie the pooh growing up me too so to me it was like really special being
1: there kind of cool. so t- take us from the beginning how did you get the role did you so, audition old-fashioned way
2: uh, i didn't actually audition for this one i was kind of i applied but i was given the role i'll give you context okay. um so i'd worked with a production company before on another horror film they do like a lot of horror um called return of krampus and i played one of the lead roles in that and then i saw the casting call for winnie the pooh blood and honey go online and I I saw it and I I laughed and it was around April the first so I was like oh it's an April Fool's joke okay I carried on scrolling and then I realised I recognised the name of the production company and I was like oh this isn't a joke right because Winnie the Pooh is a serial killer I was like there's no way this is an actual <laughs> film like what, what <laughs> fuck? so I kind of scrolled back read it and I was like oh actually this is kind of cool and I read the character description and there was a few characters available um and i read alice and i saw that she was like lgbtq and i was like love it apply applied straight away before even like finishing reading the character description um and then i think it was the next day i got a message being like yeah obviously we saw your performance in krampus loved it like do you want this role and i was like yeah sign me up and then i think it was like two weeks later we were filming it was mad very quick turnaround that's
1: incredible yeah (laughs) (laughs) so we were, were you just out in, I keep wanting to call it Sherwood Forest, that's not it, Ashford Forest. I do like, love Sherwood Forest, This is Centre Park it's so I'm <laughs> <laughs> obsessed. Uh, but you were out there for 10 days?
2: Yeah, so it was really interesting actually, we had two different locations, so the film, you know, it's kind of predominantly set in the Airbnb house, mm-hmm. and then towards the end it's like Pooh and Piglet's Lair, um, so both of them were Airbnbs, a lot of people were like... Really? Yeah, so so many people are like, wow, the set design's amazing of Pooh and Piglet's Lair, and I'm like... There was no set design. <laughs> that was an Airbnb. We literally showed up and it looked like that. And I, I'm wow. a big believer God. in fate. That was fate. First of all, like, it Did you was just
0: like, go, like lowest rating? I don't know what Airbnb. they searched for. Because
2: there was like this big mansion, like this huge estate with acres and acres of land. And then you kind of go to the other side of their garden and there was this Airbnb section with all the caravans. And there was like this weird bat cave and wow. like a trampoline in the ground. And it was just a whole mishmash of things like... If you just let a kid run wild and design somewhere, that's kind of what I imagine they'd end up with. Um, So we had, I think it was four days at the first Airbnb, and then we had two days off. So in total, it was only actually eight days filming, but the block was ten days with two days off in the middle. Um, And then we went to the Pooh and Piglets there and filmed there for a few days, which
1: was cool. Very cool.
2: And then there was like four sets of reshoots for the ending of Mm -hmm. the film. Because they filmed it originally, and originally Christopher Robin was meant to die, and the Maria character was meant to survive. And then there was some drama involving certain people demanding more money for the sequel, so they got killed off and other people got brought back. There's a
0: sequel, is that one? There's five. Wow. Five missions. Yeah, they're doing the
2: sequel in like October. I was talking to Craig um, the other day about it, and he was like, Yeah, we're filming in October. He was like, I've got no idea what we're doing, but I'll be there. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't think they've done the script yet. Um, but yeah and then they released the stills and those went viral and mm. then the distributors were like here's some more money and then they refilmed the ending on a higher budget and then they released the trailer and it did well and the distributors were like more money and then they just kept refilming it Wow. and then at the end we got
1: an explosion which was really cool because yeah. no low budget films have explosions yeah. so that was exciting <laughs> so but you can't be brought back. Or are they going to do a thing where it's like, surprise, she didn't die. <laughs> I mean... Which they do do a lot in horror films. But I had like a long ass
2: knife impaled through my head. There's no coming yeah. back from that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. To be honest, I feel like my character had a good arc. I think even if they wanted me to come back, I'd probably leave mm-hmm. that. I'm quite happy to walk away from where it was. Like I really enjoyed being a part of the film. Um, but I think with regards to that production company, I'm probably not going to work with them again, mm-hmm. um, just for various reasons, but I still watch the sequel, you know, I'm intrigued, yeah, yeah. I love the first film, so. <laughs> yeah.
0: What do, what do the... T- I've just got so many questions. Yeah, I'm excited about me. I really do, what are the, like the A.A. Milne estate... Do they know about it? Do they...
2: I don't know. I'm so scared. <laughs> Anytime someone's like, oh, you know, we work at Disney, I'm like, ah, oh, don't no. hate me. <laughs> I was in Orlando recently and I had to choose between Disneyland and Universal Studios and I was terrified to go to Disneyland because I was like, one, if I see someone dressed as Winnie the Pooh, like, I'm going to run away screaming. I'll probably get like PTSD <laughs> and kids don't need to see that. But then I was like... I just imagine like what if they have one of those like old school like wanted posters with like my face on it being like she's yeah. in blood and money. don't yeah, yeah. let her in <laughs> like she ruined our character um so no I know I know some people who work at Disney and they've seen it and they were like off the record we really like it but they were like on the record we can't say that <laughs> and I know officially I don't think Disney are happy um from the AA Milne side we've not really heard anything but at the end of the right. day you know the characters are public domain there's not really anything that anyone can say about it now. Yeah. Mm. But I just always say, hey, look, I'm just an actor, okay? I didn't write the script. Like, don't (laughs) hate me. I'm just doing my job.
1: (laughs) I don't know. It's just a fun way to look at the characters again Mm. because I grew up really liking Winnie the Pooh. And so, yeah, I don't know... I don't know. It, it literally, like watching it, I was like, I should go back and read the books. Like, I feel <laughs> like the estate should be like up for it. Like, yeah, I think will yeah. be like, I think any publicity is good publicity at this point. <laughs> uh, yeah. I
0: was so on board. So for for, for listeners, the, the openings—it's like a cartoon yep. of um, uh, Eeyore gets eaten basically mm-hmm. by the other, um, and from that point, I was like, I'm very sold on this. Yeah. Is it I'm is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: See, it was weird because I think in the script they didn't say that Eeyore had been killed. And then we went to the second Airbnb, which was all, like, the um like the silver caravans. Hmm. And I was just, like, walking around doing some BTS. And there was, like, this weird gravestone thing that said, like, Eeyore, R.I.P. And it had his <laughs> tail on it. And I'm looking at it, like... Did I miss something? And I went to the director and I was like, why is there like a grave thing for Eeyore? And he was like, oh, I just decided that they ate him. And I'm like, <laughs> childhood ruined. I was so sad. I was like, why Eeyore, man? Like, I feel like he's the one that most adults relate to. And then they just killed him off without even telling us. But yeah, I think it just adds to it, doesn't it? I
0: watched it, my wife, she She said something that really made me laugh. The fir- One of the first kills where Piglet kills someone. Uh, my wife sees it and goes... God, I'd expect that from Tigger. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I am excited for when they bring Tigger in. Because is Tigger coming
0: That was my, another question. Is so Tigger coming in? the
2: sequel, no. I think, I have a feeling that Tigger comes into the public domain in 2024. Oh, oh so that is that Yeah, so the different characters. So I know in the sequel, the script that they wrote originally that had to change because then one of the female characters isn't coming back. Um, they had, so someone obviously kills off Piglet in the first film. To die. <laughs> um, so two. And then in the sequel, they had um, Owl and Rabbit come back. Uh, obviously, Eos are gonna. And then they reference Tigger. And there's like right. references to his name, but you don't actually see him because mm. obviously he's not in the public domain yet. But then I think in the third film, they wanted to bring him back. But I'm just intrigued. Like, how are they gonna do that? with a tiger because I feel like with Pooh and Piglet it's one thing but you can't just have a, a mask for that like I feel like for Tigger it needs to be like more physically there needs to be something that. oh you think
1: it needs to be more tiger like
2: yeah I um. don't know how like I know they're going down like the anamorphic animal creature route but I was just so intrigued like, I feel like that's going to be very difficult to do right mm. I don't know because Tigger walks
0: made. on his tail doesn't he this is, is what yeah, i so that's harder like, to Yeah, yeah how,
2: how are they going to do that <laughs> so many questions <laughs> but I'm ready for it
1: The guys who played Piglet and Tigger, how annoying were those masks to wear for them? (laughs) So, they... Because they also had, like, rubbery gloves. Uh, Marigolds. Was it just Uh marigolds? Literally, like, one
2: pound (laughs) (laughs) marigolds. And it's weird because there's some scenes where they're, like, walking or doing something, and everyone's silent, and all you can hear is, like, the gloves squeaking. You just, like... (laughs) Um, so, yeah, they did not like the mask because they were so tight. So they couldn't see anything. They couldn't hear anything and they couldn't really breathe because I think there was nose holes or mouth holes, one or the other. Um, but it didn't line up with their nostrils and their mouth. Ah. So a lot of it, like, I remember Craig saying with the explosion scene, like, the mark that they'd given him. So in acting, you have a mark like, and it's normally like a piece of fluorescent tape or something on the floor so you know where you have to land. Um, they gave him a twig and they were filming in a forest. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> And he's wearing this mask, so he was telling me, and he was like, that was the most stressful day because I'm looking for a twig amongst a forest of twigs and mm. he's like I've got this mask on I can't see anything I can't hear anything I can just see like a slither of light and he's trying to find this twig desperately Yeah. whilst there's like an explosion and a fire going on behind him Like and he's got he a can't... mallet
0: to the same yeah, yeah exactly and he
2: can't look at the explosion and I was just like man that sounds bare stressful <laughs> but pun intended Um but no I think he obviously he still really enjoyed it and he's coming back for the sequel and I think it was the same for Piglet but I do remember it was very difficult for them because if you just think pretty much all of your senses are taken away and you're yeah. still trying to act and give a believable
1: performance yeah.
2: especially when you've not got like your facial expressions yeah. to rely mm-hmm. on like it's all just the physicality. Um, I have a lot of respect for those guys yeah. cuz I think they did a really good I job. I think they
1: did a good job too. Like, you know, it, it's it's kind of like that uh, 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 uh what's his name? Uh the, the Halloween Michael. Michael. Yeah, yeah, that that you that's all taken away so it's all in like just the Exactly. Or like Piglet with his chains yes. walking around and like the dragging <laughs> when of cries, the cries? It's
0: very moving, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Sticky tears. sticky.
1: honey? I
2: was watching that, like, I is yeah. he crying because like, the,
1: there's a couple times where they just have goo on him. Yeah. And I was like, is that honey or is it slobber? Or is
2: it like I like to think he cries honey. <laughs> he
0: cries.
2: I like to think he sweats, honey. Everything that comes out of his body is honey, according to me.
1: Exactly.
0: Because <laughs> it was all like I don't know what they said, but like real special effects, wasn't it? It wasn't CGI. Type stuff, or is yeah. there a bit of CGI? So
2: or all and of that's another death. reason why it's so yeah. good. Yeah, this is why I like because I love practical effects, and mm. I feel like when you watch a film, you can normally tell straight away if it's practical or CGI. And I don't know about you, but when there is a lot of CGI, it kind of takes me away from it. And you, mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah. you're you reminded like, oh, this is a film. Okay, that's not real. But when it's practical and you can see like there's something tangible there in front of you, it just immerses me. So yeah, I'd say it was like 90% practical. All of the deaths had CGI, apart from mine, which I'm very proud of because that was an <laughs> uncomfortable death. <laughs> that was just like some camera trickery. Um But yeah, I think... The only CGI that they had was changing the expression on Winnie the Pooh's mask. So there's a couple of points oh, yeah. where he's like...
1: Smiling Yeah, and stuff, smiling yeah.
2: or like looking unhappy. And then his ears move twice. And then there was one part where he like controls a horde of bees. Which as much as I would like to say that... How have I missed- that so got, that, did that get end, cut? No, so it's definitely in it. You know towards the end where there's those rednecks and it's like by the car. Oh, you know yeah, the bit one of them, I mean? yeah, And yeah. then one of them runs away and Pooh's like, and then these bees are like, <laughs> and
0: then they, they
2: chase him and like attack him and the guy's like, no, and the bees are like, it's that, that bit.
0: That's such a credit to what like uh, <laughs> what a chaotic film it is. That. I just <laughs> forgot that. I like, think, oh, mean, yeah, it's so yeah, yeah, yeah. like, oh yeah, the
2: bees, the killer bees. <laughs> but Yeah. <laughs>
0: So you've done loads of, like, sort of, like, unusual horror projects. Like, yes, Krampus. so many. <laughs> Krampus is like the evil Santa, isn't it? Wait, is it? so yeah.
1: that's the one... Do. Wait, I think I've seen Krampus one. Oh, so they're
2: completely unrelated. So I think the first Krampus was quite a big film. Yeah,
1: that's the one where the, with the snow globes. Yes,
0: it's got the guy from Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah, thank you.
2: Yeah, so that was like quite a big film, and because they named this one Return of Krampus, everyone's like, "Oh, it's a sequel. It's big budget." And I'm like, "No, no, no, no! It's not. It's completely separate. Please don't expect that." Um, so it's kind of the same basis with like the mask and. All of that. But I really had fun filming that. Like, I think it's a cool concept. I think, like, the whole tale of Krampus is really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was kind of like a nice delve into the horror film world of these, like, classic characters kind of being retold. Because that's not something I'd really Mm. redone before. So now I've done, like, Krampus, We Need the Pooh, like, Easter Bunny Massacre. That was a fun one. (laughs) So, (laughs) do you you, uh, consider yourself a scream queen? Um, Yes and no. So I feel like (laughs) everyone hates that term, but I kind of love it. So, like, I had I it on my... I would love to be a screen so, queen. So, mm-hmm. here's the thing. I had it on my Instagram bio for the longest time. Because I'm proud. I'm like, yeah, I'm a screen queen. I've yeah. done, like, 25 horror films now. I think I'm allowed to say That's that. That's amazing. I feel like you have to do so many to, like, earn this title. And I'm proud of it. But then there's so many people who are like, oh, no, it's one of those tropes. that like, you don't want to be labeled a screen queen. And I'm like, why? Think of all, like, the amazing women who've been in all of these yeah. horror films. Like... So most recently, like I was so happy when. Next Jamie time Lee someone Curtis says that, yeah, Oscar. just be like Jamie Lee mm. Curtis. Literally, has an Oscar. so after the Oscars, I was like, no, she started in horror. That's literally how she got her start. She's just won a bloody Oscar. Like yeah. this goes to show. That like starting in horror can lead to so many different avenues. It's real snobbery know?
0: about horror films, isn't it? Whenever yeah, like a horror film is why. good, people sort of go, "Oh, but it's not really a horror film." It's like, "No, fucking yeah, it is. Yeah. Get Out it's, is a horror film. Exactly. Right? It's what comes horror film. It's, it's you know just that you like it and you feel ashamed of like yeah, you know."
2: That's the thing. And then I've like I said I had it in my Instagram bio, and I can't remember who it was, but someone was like, "You should remove that because it doesn't look good." And I was like. And I like to think I am a Scream Queen. I was like, I'm proud of it. So I took it out and then now it makes me sad and I'm like, I want to put it back. So maybe I will one day. But yeah, I do like to think of myself as that. And I like to think I've earned
1: that title, but we'll see.
0: We'll put it in the bio for this podcast. Yeah, that, that is totally yeah. fine with me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Scream Queen. I, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I, I think it's something to be proud of. And not only that, like fans of horror... Gravitate towards that, yeah. and if you've made twenty, so I didn't realize you had made twenty-five horror films. Yeah, so now I'm like, I've got some work to do this next <laughs> week I just, because it's so much fun to watch horror films. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's something like it's like how it's almost like how comic book nerd used to be lame, mm. and now it's cool. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like Scream Queen. Like the term, I guess maybe some people don't think it's cool, but I think people, like, I don't know, maybe I just hang out with a lot of horror nerds. So, like, I think it's cool. Yeah, I think horror cool. fans
2: find it cool. I think it's the people who don't do horror that don't get it.
1: So, you're talking about people in, like, the industry. Yeah, I'm talking are... about
2: people who don't really do horrors. Is in, it was, I think it was my last agent, my old agent, who I kind of transitioned recently to another one.
0: Oh, I thought you meant viewers, because no. I have a very low tolerance of. Adults who won't watch horror films. Yeah. Really no, no me. Yeah. me too. I'm like, I don't <laughs> like, have time for that. Going to see like, myself, like, oh, well, I don't want to go to that film because it's a horror film and I don't like them. Like, yeah, but you're a grown up. Yeah. So we should just go, like, yeah, but it's scary. Yeah, but come, come on. But this is <laughs> why we're going. It's yeah.
2: scary and there's different genres and subgenres. And yeah. I'm like, you can't say you don't like a whole genre of film. I'd like, yeah, say so I don't annoying. particularly like westerns, but then I saw True Grit and that changed my mind. So now I'm like, even if it's a genre that I think I don't like, I'll still go and watch it. Mm. So I don't understand. I think it's quite close-minded when people are like, oh, no, I don't like horror. I don't like scary, because there's so many horrors that aren't jump scares.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Like,
2: thrillers, to me, aren't scary. Like, they keep you on the edge of your seat, but I'm like, it's not that scary feeling,
0: you
1: know?
2: Yeah. It's strange.
0: But it's industry people that are being snobby about it. Yes, yeah, so it was, makes it was sense my old
2: me. agent who was like, it, this is a whole other conversation, but she was like, you should remove a lot of these horror films off your CV, remove this <sighs> Screen Queen thing. Yeah. And she was like, well, do you want to do horror? And I was like, horror is literally my favorite genre to watch. Yeah, like, yeah. It brings me so much happiness watching it. That's why I kind of fell into horrors, because if you love watching something, obviously you're going to love acting in it. And she was like, well, there's not that many like big budget horror films. And I'm like, Halloween, Saw, Scream, like Paranormal Activity, the list goes on. There's so many, yeah, what do you yeah, want about? Yeah. And for some reason, people in the industry seem to forget, especially at the moment, Like horror's really kicking off. I feel like there's so many good horrors coming out, and it's hmm. becoming more and more popular, more than ever. But for some reason, industry people are still kind of shying away from it. And I don't know why. I find Mm. it very, very odd.
0: It often goes in waves, horror, doesn't it? There'll be sort of big waves of things. So I guess, like, when it's not in fashion, people forget about it. To me, it's always in fashion. I love it. But it will come back all (laughs) the time. I hope so. (laughs) Yeah. I guess we get in comedy of, like, clubs. Like, if you do comedy clubs rather than touring, there's a bit of snobbery. Yeah. About that. Yeah. I remember this. Story. Or if
1: you tour and you don't do clubs, it depends who you're yeah, to. Yeah. <laughs> wow. you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's no, like, sorry. oh, they're just a club comic. They're just a club comic. Or, like, so. or club comics about touring comics will be like, yeah, sure, they can, like, sell out a theater, but can they close a comedy store at 12 p.m. at night? It's like, <laughs> it. does it matter? Does it matter?
0: Oh. I had a story about. I, I, I club comic who i think is one of my people who um with, do you mean a,
1: autistic or a white man autistic yeah well, <laughs> white, yeah
0: yeah but um there's, there's this big gala thing um and the, the producers get being up to everyone being like you know this is your opportunity for the future i mean who here wants to be in, playing comedy clubs in 10 years time and this comic went oh yeah no i i, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love comedy clubs yeah anyway that was a, a side sidetrack i also
2: love comedy clubs but oh. i also love comedy like concerts and tours so i'm like yeah, any comedy is great. Yeah. Like, I couldn't even pick between like
0: any any form of anything has its has its good stuff, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'm like if you're making yeah.
2: people laugh. I'm like to me, that's like a blessing, you know. Like oh, I don't do that.
0: That's what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we I've been so excited about Blood and Honey. We haven't talked about ADHD. Yeah, ever, yeah. Just at all. yeah. Yeah. I completely
1: <laughs> forgot. That's why we were here. Yeah. I was yes. like Yeah. Let's talk, <laughs> talk about what you do? Yeah. Yeah, well, welcome to our podcast, uh, Neurodivergent <laughs> Moments, where we often forget what our own podcast is about. That was the first Neurodivergent Moment <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that Yeah, it just happened.
0: You can listen to the Sarah Gibbs one where there's quite a lot about pasta. I think about yeah. 20 yeah. minutes yeah. of that is about pasta. <laughs> We're meant to be talking about... Relationships. Yeah, which relationships. she's the
1: one who kept pulling us back. Yeah, she was she... talking about pasta. That's Sarah's fault. Not us.
2: <laughs> See, now I want to know about pasta. What's your favorite type of pasta? Like, your favorite pasta dish?
0: Uh... <laughs> this is so, such a stereotype but it's just plain fusilli with some cheese on top oh, that nice. <laughs> oh god that you're is the most artistic like. thing you've ever said like
1: I love if I have all day to make myself a spag bowl. Mm-hmm. like you know and I do like the whole thing I'll even like toast the herbs and, and, and like build it you know like mm. love doing that if I have all day if I just need something quick um, pesto and broccoli with loads of cheese on it with spaghetti I like pasta Ooh. you can twirl I okay. don't like non-twirling pasta because part of the fun of pasta is getting to twirl it.
0: <laughs> I feel the opposite. Isn't it messy, though? See, I, mean, <laughs> can say, like,
2: <laughs> I can't do that because it's too messy. So mine's like penne arrabbiata because it's, like, neat.
1: I do mm. like penne arrabbiata. I can't arabiata. spaghetti
2: because it's everywhere. I,
1: like, uh, mm. At the end of my road, there's a little cafe, and the dude makes the best pasta, and I usually get his penne uh, biati. B- b- I don't know I, uh, I, so Arabi- 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 I don't know he's no, Italian he's told me 500 times this is the tomato times. and olive thing, this yeah. is the tomato and spice one okay this is a hot but I I, I just I love being able to twirl pasta I think it's funsies
2: <laughs> I think it's messy, <laughs> fun, but too messy for me. Still, you end
0: up getting more. I find out a toilet and then more, and more, and it's just getting out of control. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I now have too much. To it's a surprise
1: out. every time you <laughs> stick your fork in the
0: bowl. <laughs> How much I'm going to have to put in my mouth? No, know. I mean I've gotten
1: pretty good at it. it. Although it's funny because one time uh, we will talk about ADHD. Sorry, and that was as my fault, and I'm just like, but not <laughs> one time I was out having dinner with um, Angela Barnes and uh in in Phil Jared and Phil commented how like i just eat pasta with one hand mm-hmm. like you know how some people twirl it they take the spoon do you yeah, know yeah. oh no
2: I've, i'm a one hand twirler. Yeah, yeah yeah
1: which is how you're supposed to do that's how they do it in italy to use a spoon is like Uh, uh, it's a a kid thing like kids would do that so I'm eating it just like I have one hand in my lap and the other hand I'm just eating pasta and Phil was like I've never seen anyone eat pasta like that (laughs) and Angela was like you eat you eat like an American because British people always have their f- mm. knife in one hand and their fork in the other. You're so, and, and me, I can eat everything with one hand. Mm. And I was like, no, it's not an American thing. It's authentically the Italian <laughs> way and to this eat This is pasta. how you should be eating. I learned it in a James Beard book about <laughs> pasta when I was a kid because I read his cookbooks because I'm a huge nerd. And he was... Was an American, so I know I'm right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're like the pasta expert. <laughs> I'm the pasta expert
1: because I read one James Beard cookbook when I was 12 years old.
2: I mean, it's one more cookbook than I've read. Oh, so I love reading
1: cookbooks. <laughs> very you just easy. read them we... cover to cover.
2: Yeah. Wow. Like Do you read it. them like a, a book, book?
1: Sometimes, like, if I get a new one, I like my mom uh, was a big cook. She, she has an incredible cookbook collection, and I have about maybe 12 cookbooks wow. now. Oh, so that's not my mom has hundreds. And uh, when I get a new one, I'll read it cover to cover. Wow! Yeah, I love it. I love it uh, because I like to see. I like to see how they write the recipes down. And usually in cookbooks, they'll have a like, especially now with. Well, no, they've always done this. It's like this is a great recipe for the weekend, and I always make it on a Saturday night when it's just me, and, and I'm like. Good for you. (laughs) There's one... Oh, my God. I should send you pictures of it. There's one that I have. I think it's Susan Branchman is her name. And she has how to do a clam bake on the beach. Ooh. And I'm kidding you not, because there's like directions and you know how they list like everything <laughs> you need. It's like a shovel, <laughs> a pickup truck. It's the most out there recipe I've ever, it like made me laugh to read it because it's like, like, what do you need? Like clams and stuff. And she's like, first a you need a shovel truck. and you need a pickup truck to get everything to the beach. It's great. It's a great I recipe. I want to read that one. Please send that I'll send me. that. I'll, I'll go home and find it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> But anyway, so you have ADHD. <laughs> I do indeed. That'll be the finale of the podcast when we finally talk <laughs> Thank about you it. for coming, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so you were, you've been recently diagnosed, yes. but you had a, a bit of a tricky time getting the diagnosis.
2: Yeah, it was a bit of a nightmare. So it was one of those things. I think I can probably generalize and say, like, from the people that I've met, a lot of people, I think we have, like, an inkling from when we're quite young that our brains work a little differently. And I think at school I knew and at university I definitely knew, but... Um, but it got to a point recently where I was like, no, I'm an adult now. Like, I, I don't understand how my brain works. It's starting to affect my work. I think I need to get ahead of this, get mm-hmm. a diagnosis and do, like, CBT or maybe look into medication to see how I can understand my brain better and in turn kind of improve like my routines and my life how is acting
0: folks? we've had rufus hound on the show and he talked about Amazing. stage acting being um i know a bit of a name drop there yeah i was gonna say <laughs> yeah. good for you guys um, we he talked about stage acting being very good for adhd because it was like well you're at this time everyone's watching you you've got to go and do this yeah. how's because what i hear about film acting is that a lot of the actual acting is quite is quite boring there's a lot of waiting around that sort of thing yeah. is that hard with adhd
2: Because I get distracted so easily. Like, there's so many times, especially if we're on location. So, like, with Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, there was a lot of waiting around because there was, like, a few lead characters and lots of different things going on. And I'm a wanderer. So if they're like, right, okay, you've got an hour like sit and learn your lines. I've already learned my lines. So I'm like, cool, we're near a forest. I'm going to go and wander around a forest and I'll just (laughs) go off. And then I don't set an alarm, so I forget where I am. I forget where I'm going. And then they're like trying to call me and I'm just like looking at squirrels (laughs) on a tree, like having a great time. So for me, the the problem that I have is, I think time management on set and just getting distracted by things. I think Mm. that's generally my biggest issue. Um, With acting as well, sometimes focusing on someone, like you're meant to maintain eye contact which I'm really bad at because I'm always like I am
0: worse I'm
3: (laughs) playing
2: so hard right now but I'm Mm. like oh that's a pretty color oh that's really cool oh I like these soundproofing things that I'm always like oh there's other things so I think screen acting wise that's what I find the most difficult like just being in the moment and just being still Mm. like the one note that I always get when I audition is can you be more still like when I'm sat I'm okay but when I'm stood I'm like quite hectic and like frantic and like my hands are fidgeting and For screen acting, everything has to be toned down so you can't do that. But on stage, everything has to be, like, emphasized. So that's perfect. So I did a lot of stage when I was at school. And I think if I were to do it now, I think I'd enjoy it more. And I feel like the ADHD would help because people would be like, oh, she's so over the top. And I'm like, no, no, that's just me. (laughs) That's (laughs) just me being, like,
1: fidgety. (laughs) I rarely go in for acting auditions. But whenever I do, the casting director is always like, that's great, that's great. Can you do it again and just... Pull it back. A bit. Yeah, no, literally. Sit, just <laughs> pull then, like, back. Like talk
2: it. slower. Stop sit, moving. Yeah. And, like be a bit more chill. And I'm like, ah, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I'm always so bad. I don't. I haven't. I've had a few acting. Audits. I had to do an acting audition for a non-verbal character. <laughs> 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 Genuinely. And I had to do a self self tape where I walked around and just sort of looked. looked I had to film
1: two self tapes. This week. After, mm-hmm. like, having no auditions, all of a sudden two self-tapes oh, come congrats. in. And thank you. But I'm like, fucking hate self-tapes. Yeah. Because if I get to go to the audition, I'll, I'll actually be more prepared because I'm mm-hmm. about to look at someone, mm-hmm. and I don't want to disappoint them. But when it's, like, me in my bedroom setting up my fucking camera, I'm like, I don't fucking – I'll figure <laughs> it out. I'm just like, I just – I know what you I'd mean. rather go in. It's more expensive for them to actually hold
2: auditions, though. So that's why it they is. make us do this. <laughs> but then the problem with self tapes, I don't know if you do this. So, you know, with like Zoom calls and stuff during COVID, how people would have like a business upper half and then like pajamas on the lower half? Yeah. That's what I do with my self tapes. So, I'll have like slippers and pajama <laughs> bottoms and then like. I don't know, like, last week I had to do a self-date for, like, a lawyer. So I had, like, a shirt and, like, a blazer and my hair all nice. But then down here we just had, like, fluffy pajama bottoms. And <laughs> I'm looking at myself, like, how am I supposed to be in this character when I'm just thinking about lying on my sofa, like, feeling how, like, soft and comfy these are? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, no, I need to be in the mindset. I think that's why, like, in-person auditions are better. Because yeah. Like you said, I feel like there's more pressure. I feel like you're more in the moment and there's more of, like, a physical commitment
1: to it. And, yeah, you know? and you have, I mean, maybe this is because we performed so much, Live on stage, but you have feedback in yeah, the room. Yeah. Like, I and that's so important. I I always have my partner read with me, and Tom reads like a robot. Like I was supposed to be in this like like freaky scene where I'm like being shocked to death or something like that, and that like acting this out in our bedroom. Which by the way, Tom's like, we're gonna get the police called on us. Like, <laughs> but it's him being like, oh no, Mimi, stop! No, this is this is our lives depend on it. Please don't. And I'm like. Ah! Yeah, <laughs> He's like, really you have to listen to me this is a, i'm just like jesus
2: christ it's like talking to a brick wall yeah yeah i don't use readers for that reason i record my own voice and play it back because i How think it's a control do thing oh. but do I, you just
1: have a clicker <laughs> like, no so
2: people told me to do that and they're like you just like click the line but then i'm like that's too much so i just i record it and then i make sure the pauses are like perfect and i'll edit it on my laptop to make sure each pause is exactly as i want it And then I'll play it. But then I know I've got full control and I know it's like enough emotion but not too much. But it's not robotic but it gives me exactly what I need. Because when I try with readers if they're like too robotic it puts me off and then I'm like focusing on that. Or Like I got I remember during COVID I had a self-tape. for brilliant.
1: I'm going to ask you more. I don't
2: think casting directors like it. because During COVID so I had a self-tape for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and I'm a huge Marvel fan Mm -hmm. and the scene was cut from the film so I think they just scrapped all auditions. But I got my parents to read in. And I'm originally from York. I don't have the accent. My parents have very strong northern accents. And I said to them, just talk normally. You know, you don't have to act. (laughs) So it was a scene where there's a bomb. (laughs) And my mum in her northern accent is like, fucking hell, there's a bomb. Oh, my God. And I'm like, what? And I was like, sorry, cut. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm acting. And I'm like, no, 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 you're the reader. Like, You just need to read. Just be like, oh, no, there's a bomb. Okay, like, have a little bit of emotion, but not too much. And she was like, okay. And then I'm like, action. And she does the same thing again. And I was like, this is so distracting. And I was watching it back and you can see like the anger in my eyes because I'm like, why? (laughs) But I have been told from casting directors that they don't like it when people do what I do with the recording. Oh,
1: really? Yeah.
2: I don't know why. Because to me, I'm like, and again, I don't know if this is like an ADHD thing, but I was talking to, like, my PR agents before I got home. They were like, oh, there's different areas they might want to cover. Like, what would you like? And I was like, masking is a big thing for me. Yeah, and, like, yeah, we haven't
1: gotten there. We've take... even
0: started the topic. Today. Yeah, <laughs> I, know,
2: I feel like with self tapes, this leads on to that. Because I, like, I don't know how to explain it. But I feel like if I have control over all of these different areas, then I know exactly what to expect and... I don't even know if that makes sense. But for me, with the self-tapes, I'm like, if I don't know what's coming from someone else and that puts me on edge and then I don't really know what I'm doing and then I can't perform to the best of my ability. But I'm like, if I control all these other areas, then I don't need to think about that. It's like the perfectionist thing, mm-hmm. I guess. And then it makes my brain, like, relax. I don't even know if that makes sense. It makes sense to me. Well, look, no,
1: so we had someone on uh, a couple episodes, Pierre Novelli, when we talked about masking, and he's autistic. But we haven't talked to an ADHD person about masking. And Pete, yeah. we talked, like, I mm. was like, I was like, I don't know if I do math. I mean, I probably do, but I don't think about it as masking. I don't I think, think it's a
2: conscious thing. Like, yeah. I didn't know I
1: did it until someone... Told me. Yeah, I, I, I think, yeah. I think it's called people pleasing. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I It's just
2: like I've been doing this my whole life. Like I interrupt all the time. Like, I'm trying so hard now to like sit back and not interrupt because I get excited. I think mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing for me, like being hyper aware in conversations. Like, okay. Um, let them finish this sentence and then maybe i'll wait a few seconds and then i can talk so i'm not mm. interrupting and like fidgeting i've got my legs crossed so tight right now so that my legs aren't like doing this because i know it distracts people
1: oh fidget it's, Oh, you <laughs> want this is a safe <laughs> space well, interrupt <laughs> we should have told you at the beginning yeah joe joe's been on tour and at the beginning of his tour he talks about how people let let are people allowed fidget. to fidget yeah. yeah it's, yeah. Quite,
0: it's lovely as comedy still works if people are getting up and down and to be honest, people in my shows get up less and down than they do at a weekend club when everyone's hammered in <laughs> to the <laughs> toilet. So um, but yeah, if we have like a clear, with like autistic people, we know sort of what masking is. It's about yeah. making eye contact. It's about like, um, I'm always very conscious of like, I'm aware, when we talked about pasta earlier, I didn't ask you what your favourite type of pasta was. and I, So I'm always aware of those conversational Things. oh yeah um, we didn't see yeah, I, didn't so, I didn't i didn't even think know. that though. yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm always like, conscious of like the right amount of speaking and stuff like that so yeah. like i feel like with autism we know sort of what masking looks like it's yeah. sort of like but what so i guess what is adhd masking how does it so this like, is the
2: thing i didn't even know it was a thing and then like i said when my peer agent sent over this list and they were like okay so these are like areas you know that people normally talk about with adhd and i was like what is masking so i googled it and i was like oh And I was talking to my parents and I was like, I don't think I do this. And my mum just starts laughing and she was like, oh. (laughs) Oh, you do. And she was like, she's worked with autistic people who mask, so she kind of knew of Mm. the masking because of that. And she was like, here's what you do. And she was like, you don't even know that you do it. So I think for me, masking the ADHD, the only way I can explain it is like overcompensating Mm -hmm. for everything. So I have like, I think it's called time blindness. Like I was ten yes. minutes late today. It's a problem. I'm really sorry.
1: This is why we always Fair schedule enough. an ex, extra time because it is a That's neurodivergent god. podcast.
2: It's oh my god! It's just such a problem. And on the way here, like, I rang my mum and I was like, "I'm late." And my mum was like, "It's a neurodivergent podcast. Yeah. I'm pretty sure <laughs> they're expecting yeah. you to be late." And I was like, "Thank goodness!" But like, if I showed you my phone now, I have alarms for everything. Like wash my hair, brush my teeth, like, okay, I need to leave at two. So we'll have an alarm at one to prepare myself to get ready. I did the exact same thing. Quarter past one is when I should shower. But realistically, I'm going to do it at half past one. So then I'll have a second alarm being like, okay, but now you really need to shower. <laughs> and it's just so bad. Like, it's that. It's with the talking being like, okay, so normally I talk too much. I interrupt. So let's overcompensate the reverse and ask people more questions. So then it's mm. less on me. It's more on other people. So I can't interrupt. Things with, like, the fidgeting, like, crossing my legs and all of this to try and do the opposite. Yeah. It, yeah, the only way I can explain it for me is overcompensating in the opposite direction. So if I know I do something, let me just do the complete opposite so that, one, I don't want to annoy people. Mm. Like, people won't watch films with me because my leg's just like this. Yeah. And I can't stay still. And I can't, like, my parents are like, no, we won't, like, watch stuff on the sofa with you because if it's not your leg, like, it's your arm or my... every time you see someone on screen you have to, like, Google them and find their whole, like, acting history and where they grew up mm. and what what they've been in and I'm like... I think that's just an Amber thing yeah. I don't know what that is
1: <laughs> I do the exact same thing my partner will be watching something and he'll finally be like you gotta stop with." I'm doing it right now Yeah, I'm, I'm not right like bouncing it this. but I'm like literally just it's just like moving up and down almost yeah. to a beat and, he, and I'm like what I'm not moving and mm-hmm. he's like your foot your fucking foot yeah. and uh, and I do the same thing where it's like I'll be watching something and I'll be like whatever happened to them I have to yeah. look up oh they were in they were in Sherlock that's amazing yeah. oh my god they were oh this and and it's a right. rabbit hole of, oh, who else is in Sherlock? Like yeah, I might have seen recently yeah. and then I forget
2: there's a film on and I'm just like yeah. on IMDb for hours. <laughs> it's a problem. But yes, to me, <laughs> that I think is what I would say for me is the masking. I think the biggest thing is the fidgeting and the talking and the time management. And another thing, like, I forget everything, so I write everything down. Like I have a weekly to-do list, a monthly to-do list, a daily to-do list, but then even small things. Like I'll have post-its all over my house in case I forget, as well as notes, as well as like messaging my parents being like, please remind me because I will forget.
0: So what's the line between like masking and like pretending to be someone you're not? Mm. And some of those things like writing stuff down sounds like structural support things. Mm. How do you know what is one and what's the other?
2: So I think the way that I kind of do things to me is, it's still helping. So like for example, the interrupting thing to me, I think it's rude when I interrupt, even though I can't help it. So by putting more focus on other people and asking more questions, like some people might say, but you're pretending to be someone else. But to me, I'm not. I'm trying to put things in place that make me feel more... I don't even know how to explain this. Like with the the notes and stuff, it's just because I just forget all the time and it's really annoying and then when it starts to impact other areas of my life because i forget deadlines or you know like i forgot someone's birthday recently which was really really bad and i've known them like my whole life and i know it but you know sometimes your brain just goes boop.
3: Mm.
0: um
2: so i don't know i think yeah i forgot your question
0: <laughs> i guess is i i struggle with it as well like i i, I was at a the other day and, and um our friend glenn wall was there and i just i'm i'm often very bad like sort of like face blindness and like i think because i like, if I see people and they're wearing, like, different clothes, but well, I used to, I don't recognise them. Yeah, no, and, I don't. I, and I I didn't rec- immediately recognise Glenn, and I was, like, really, like... And I think I sort of overcompensated with really apologising yeah. um, for not recognising him. And I think I sort of beat myself up about it more than I should have done. Um, but then also I do want that person to know that I wasn't just being a dick, I just, like, I'm bad at, like, yeah. recognising people's faces. And I think I've struggled with, like, what's the line between... Doing stuff that helps me to sort of function in the world and doing stuff that sort of deny, you know, not to be, oh, okay. sort of changing part of myself that I want to yeah. be, you know, because mm. I think, um, uh, you talk about sort of but presumably acting comes from a place of moving a lot and sort of being very yeah, exactly. physical. So, um, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think it is a very fine line and I do the exact same thing when it comes to recognizing people. I don't know why, but I had it recently where it was someone that I'd worked with years ago and I know exactly what they look like and they come up on my Instagram all of the time. But I was just so in my mind about something. They literally stopped me and they were like, hi, Amber. And I just went, hi? Mm.
3: And they were like,
2: how are you? And I was like, good. Good sorry, do I know you? And then as soon as they said their name, it just clicked and I couldn't stop apologizing. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like I've had such a busy day. And I was like, that was really rude. And I beat myself up about it the whole way home to the extent that I messaged them. And I was like, look, I'm so sorry that I didn't recognize you immediately. Like I've just had a really bad, like busy day. I think the biggest thing for me is the apologizing. And I think Hmm. that is probably passing the line into denial a little bit because I apologize for everything. Like someone walks into me, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry that I got in your way. And it's like I think that's like problematic. So I think hmm. that's probably the one thing where I do cross that line into the I don't know if it is denial or what it is. And that's something I'm working on. <laughs> but I feel like there's a lot I'm of. I'm so
0: sorry for apologising so much. No, I'm so so sorry.
2: My mum's always like stop apologising, and I'm like I'm sorry, and she's like yeah. no, and I'm like no, I'm sorry for <laughs> saying sorry, and she's like just shh. And uh, but yeah, I think there's a lot of things that we probably do as neurodivergence, which. For me, I do end up apologizing for, even though it's just the way that I am. Yeah. But I feel like when I'm around people who aren't like that or their brains are wired differently, I do feel like I need to apologize, even though there's nothing wrong with the way that I am. And I know mm-hmm. that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But I feel like society and the situations that I've been in, like with people complaining about the fidgeting or about the interrupting, or I think it was one comment once on a film set, someone was like, wow, you're so rude. You interrupt all the time. Like, do you not listen to anyone? And I was like, Oh no, I just get really excited. And if I don't say it straight away, I will forget. Like, it's mm-hmm. just how my brain works. And they were like, no, that's really self centered. And I was like, oh no, like, I'm literally the least self centered person. I think that stuck with me. Mm. So now I think that's the reason, like, that's the root cause of me always being like, don't interrupt. It's like, wait five seconds, let them talk. So I think there's always something, for me, definitely, that stems. Like, something happens, and then I'm like, right, okay. I know it's normal for me to act like this because of my brain, but other people might not think that's normal. So how Mm. can I compensate or mask,
3: I guess? Mm.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking the difference between masking and and what was the other word? Structural changes and then what was the other one you said?
0: Well, I guess that, yeah, just, just like... Support, supporting yourself um, to cope in the world and also deny, versus like denying yourself in order to be quite quite normal. Just
1: theory I'm throwing out here, guys. If the difference between like masking and supporting yourself or like making changes to your life to Mm. better move in the world is like, does it cause you incredible pain or anguish or discomfort? Pain or anguish might be a bit too Mm. far, but you know what I mean? Like, The difference between going, I'm going to set an alarm to make sure that I leave, Mm -hmm. to uh, eye contact makes me really freaking anxious. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like you're both you're changing yourself or you're like making an adjustment to to move through life with more ease or a neurotypical way. But one is like, one is like something that you'd kind of want to stay on top of it and the other one's like, I'm only changing this because it makes other people uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. I suppose one's making it harder for you in the long term and the other is making it easier. For
1: for others? Yeah. Yeah. Well, one's making
0: it hard for you and easy for others. The other one's making it just sorry yeah one's making it hard for you and easy for others the other one's making it easy maybe for everyone yeah Yeah. I
2: feel like you've hit the nail on the head and I've never thought of it like that but as soon as you said it that makes sense for me because like the alarms and the writing stuff down it helps me Mm. but I know that also helps other people because then I'm on time and stuff Mm. but as soon as you said it I was like oh yeah the whole interrupting thing like that doesn't help me that's yeah, to help other people.
1: I didn't really think of it until we've I just started talking about it. it. Yeah, it I, now I'm it. thinking. We figured it out, guys. Oh my God, we've just <laughs> Thank solved the neurodivergency. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But no, I'm, I, there's so many things now that I'm thinking, and I'm like, wait, I literally do this not for me, but to, like the whole fidgety thing to make yeah. other people more comfortable. Like, it doesn't really affect me that much. It's just something I have to pay attention to. Yeah. So I wouldn't say it causes like pain or anguish or anything. It's just something I do now as part of like my life. Yeah. But I'm not doing that for me. I'm doing that because I don't want to annoy other people.
1: Yeah. But, like, if we, point. Yeah, if we go back to, like, interrupting or, like, in your case, the fact that you're, like, don't talk too much, talk mm. the correct amount of time, yeah. make sure you ask questions, like, that takes up so much more space in your brain yeah. than if you just be yourself. Yeah, and that's yeah. something that w- we're doing for the people we're talking to. And it's causing us... Like I said, pain and anguish might be a bit dramatic, but it is causing a lot of fucking headspace. Yeah,
0: totally.
1: As opposed to being like, oh, you know, again, going back to like, because I just set alarms. I, I set alarms first sitting. Do you do that? For sitting. For sitting. sitting. Like, I'll work up. (laughs) What do you mean? Sitting. (laughs) I'm not even joking. But when you're standing. No, I'll be working. (laughs) I'll be working. And then I'll, like, I'll set my alarm for, like, an hour to, like, do writing or whatever. And then I'll be like, great, I've done that for an hour. Now I set it for 15 minutes and I can just sit here. I do
0: have no it, input at all. No.
1: Sometimes I'll scroll my phone. Sometimes oh, I do I do it for like
2: going on like Instagram or something yeah. or like researching stuff or watching TV. Yeah. But do you, so I don't do, I do it unintentionally without alarms. Do you zone out a lot? Yeah. Because I will sit, like something will be on the TV. I don't know half
1: of what you've said this time. No, <laughs> it for my life. Yeah. Like
2: I'll be watching TV and it'll be like episode one and then I'll just think of something and I'll just stare at the ceiling and then I look back and it's episode three and I'm like, where have I been for the mm. last hour? And it happens on a daily basis. And it's like, if I set alarms on top of that, I would get nothing done. (laughs) Like, imagine if I was like, okay, now I'm allowing myself to zone out. Like I'd start zoning out on a Tuesday, I'd like come around on a Friday. Like there'd be no like, there'd be nothing happening.
1: Get a zone out bender.
2: Yeah, it's it's a problem. That's probably the biggest issue that I have. I'm like, I need to stop zoning out.
1: No, I schedule in zoning out. To, like a like little like, I'll zone out. Now I'll zone out for 15 minutes. Goodbye, everyone.
2: Maybe that's like the key to success. I might yeah. start like alarming my zone
1: out yeah. sessions. I try to schedule breakdowns and uh and zone <laughs> out. It's not really going as well as I. I think it should, but I, I like. That you're some, trying to take control. I respect yeah, that. Yeah, I'm like, listen, I'm I'm gonna cry once this week, and you know what? I have nothing on Friday. <laughs> Friday, I'll cry. That's this. the cry. It's
2: healthy <laughs> to cry, though. Do you not feel like? If I haven't cried for a few weeks, I can feel it. And I'm like, I need to cry. So I'll just watch a sad film so I can cry.
1: Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. I
2: don't know. I feel like it's a thing where I can feel it in there. And I'm like, hmm. I just... uh, I mean, like, watch The Lion King. Here's
1: the thing. It's like, if there's real drama going on, Mm. I'm like, fine. Or like, you know, like, I'll cry, but I'll be able to, like, handle the situation. But if I'm super stressed certain thing, like the smallest yep. thing will set me off mm. today we got our groceries and I got tortilla chips because my uh, sister's coming to town I want to make her guacamole because she lives nice. in New Mexico and the tortilla chips were all crushed so I cried and my boyfriend's like what? no one gives a fuck about you just buy more tortilla chips but you buy and I'm like nice, but, I'm no, like, but they what the hell did it do <laughs> so if i have a lot going on i i try, i'll cry a lot more which is a post pandy thing i don't think yeah. it was happening to me i cry older. if i'm ill if i've
0: got a cold i will cry very easily oh yeah this, uh, yeah watch a film or, or just i remember once watching a sad advert and uh, oh, <laughs> i was so oh. bawling what was that <laughs> I, like, I can't remember what this is years ago i had <laughs> Well, I've, I don't know if this is a, this is real, but I was diagnosed with swine flu over the phone. I had swine that? flu. Over oh, the it, phone. Did, but I'm did you, though? Because was... they said I had. And then they gave me this medication yeah. that made it so much worse. And I'm watching an advert for tomatoes. i tell you for what tomatoes. it was. It was um, all about how um, this tomato brand, they support local farmers. And it's, for, it's showing you um, a farmer that, because of the big corporations, they're stopping their tomato oh. goes like this is the last time I'm going to be picking tomatoes you know oh, this has been my family for years though. right? Oh. to sell these like the, you know organic whatever tomatoes I was very honest watching that absolute tears oh. I couldn't go with it <laughs> you're yeah, like
2: the target demographic for that company. oh
0: yeah. <laughs> Jesus well I don't like tomatoes that's the irony of it yeah. <laughs> is
2: They, so they so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there no, no.
1: but
0: uh yeah <laughs> I don't mind I'm chopped up
1: Um, Before we do the neurodivergent moment, I will ask, do you, Amber, have anything coming up or where shall the people find you? Yes. So I can be found on the social medias. Oh, I've heard of them. (laughs) All of the social media.
2: Uh, Mainly Instagram, but I'm, you know, lurking on TikTok. And why do I say lurking? That sounds so creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Don't post, just look. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I'm on there. If you just search my full name, Amber Doigthorne, like I post from like behind the scenes from acting stuff and then like premieres and lots of other bits and bobs. Um, And then, yeah, I'm in pre-production for about 13 films, I think, which is a bit mad. Wow! But I like to be busy. (laughs) Um, So I'm halfway through production on one called Mr. Hyde, The Untold Story, which... The Jekyll and Hyde characters are in the public domain, so it's kind of like Blood and Honey, where they've taken that characters and done a twist. But it's not horror; it's like a crime action. They've gone the other way because that
0: is like a horror originally. Yeah, Yeah. 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 it's a children's film.
2: And it's I play the villain, which is cool because apparently I have a victim face, which someone told me recently. Don't know what that means. Don't know if I like that. Twenty-five horror
1: films, and you're the scream queen. Yeah,
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm always the victim. I always get killed, but for once, I got to kill someone. on screen, just confirm. I was like, oh, God, this is going to become a meme and come out of context. Um, so I got to, like, kill my first victim uh, oh. in one of the scenes the other day. And it was just nice, like, being on the other side of the knife, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, again, for
2: filming purposes, just to confirm. This is
1: but the clip I put in on social media. Would be, like, the trailer moment yeah. if we were doing
2: the film. Um, but I'm having a lot of fun with that because I feel like when you can play... Um, um, have you guys played characters before where they're so far apart from you as a person like you really feel like you're acting because sometimes i get cast as characters where i feel like it's kind of just like me mm. exaggerated and i feel like i, I don't haven-
0: get many castings the one casting that i have had oh, the, the non-speaking one and i had one where my agent who i love and is wonderful phones me up and says there's this role perfect for you perfect for you i was like oh it's gonna be pretty cool oh, no. and i get the, the <laughs> casting thing for it it says it was a show called monks do you remember that? And, monks? Uh, monks monks yeah and it says Gareth the monk has spent his whole life in the monastery and has never kissed a girl that's the oh. first time. <laughs> I was like oh this is perfect for me <laughs> oh <laughs> bless you but uh, yeah I didn't get it I was too cool <laughs> you <laughs> were, yeah.
2: acting, they were just like
3: this isn't real he's is
2: kissed <laughs> all the women <laughs> Oh, bless
0: you. But yes, sorry. I haven't done many castings. As you know. but, yeah,
2: no, so I, I'm enjoying this one just because it is very different. And then um, I've got a Viking film, which we're in pre-production for, that I'm also producing called Dying Breed. And it's about, it's very, very different to everything else that I've ever done. Like it's about the end of Slavic paganism. It's the true story of Ukraine, which with the war, I think is very important at the moment that their actual history is told. Um, and it follows a group of um, like Vikings and they're trying to, uh, find a safe haven in Sweden. So they're kind of like sailing around and they end up shipwrecked in England where they come across a group of Saxons, myself included. And it's kind of like a battle for love, like a battle for freedom, a battle for belief. It's like a combination of like drama, action, romance, um, some really cool fight scenes. But it's just very different because I've done a lot of horror. I've done a lot of like comedy. I've done one Viking film, loved every second of it. And I was like, more please. And like, I love the Vikings TV show. So I was mm. like, okay, let me be like more hands-on found this script, amazing, and I was like, I want to produce this, um, and they were like, yeah, we'll catch you in the lead, so I think we're probably going to film it in Sweden next year, so we have a Swedish production company on board, which
1: Do you is have a Skarsgård cast? Did you get one of the Skarsgårds? It's funny
2: that you say that. Oh, do you really have one? <laughs> no, not yet, but... Oh, I, I,
1: I, I don't script.
0: know what Skarsgård is. Do you well. know who's the
2: Stellan family Scar- of Skarsgårds? The
1: Skarsgårds. Bill. The Skarsgårds. <laughs> 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 the voice the of Skarsgård, that's <laughs> Um. So there, you know, Stellan Skarsgård is is in the Marvel movies. He's in yep. Thor. He plays the crazy like scientist guy. who goes man. Okay. And then Bill you is know, Pennywise. Bill is Pennywise. And then what's the hot one's name? There's Matt Stefan. Gust- Stefan. Wait, he's the one in Vikings. I thought Gustav was the one in Viking. Gustav's so the one in is, this, is, this is an and acting a, family. So this is an acting family. family. Act. Right. So the dad is Stellan. Yeah. Right. Did you? Did you? He was the baddie and uh, girl with the dragon tattoo. No mm. idea. Okay, you know if you saw him, you'd be like that. You'd Recognize guy. Yeah. all okay. of them? You'd be like, oh, it's those. Guys. And right. so he's the dad, and he has bred beautiful Viking children. He has magical. And spell. they're like, all they're actors. Like There's like five of them, and they're all actors. So yeah, all the time. One one of them will be on screen, and I'll, I'll, my partner, I'll be like, oh, look, a Skarsgård. And he's like, what's a Skarsgård? <laughs> <laughs> what you just did. Right. Was like, a Skarsgård.
2: <laughs> but then I'm like, once you know
1: the family, you're like, aha, they're yeah. everywhere. They're like the Kennedys of acting. They like, they're right. like all over the place. They're, they're very talented. They well. Actually, they're, they're not right. the Kennedys because they seem like really lovely people, and, and uh, <laughs> they don't have like a death like curse upon their family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I take that back. Edit yeah. that out. Edit that out. They're they're very right. They're very okay, no. I'm but not. we're hoping but, okay, to sorry. maybe
2: get Stellan in like a small cameo role. Oh, and one of cool. the producers at the company has worked with. I think it's Stellan was oh, the one on before.
1: True Blood, right? Yes. Yeah, he's my favorite.
2: Yeah. So I think they're trying to get <laughs> one of them. I think because Gustav was in Vikings, they think he might be interested. And I was just like. I, even if I'm not in the scenes, I'm going to be on set on that day. I just want to see him in yeah. person and be like, I was going to say touch him. That sounds weird. Yeah. And just be like, oh, let me hold your hand. Like, oh, that'd be amazing.
1: I, I feel the same way yeah. about. Uh, I'll invite you if Stellan, we manage yeah. to get them. I'll if invite you, you guys on set yeah. and
2: be like, you're one of them scars guys. <laughs> yeah, what is it? Yeah, yeah. 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 I,
1: I, I can just stand there. I can pretend to get like. Be the one who gets coffee, just so I can be like, here's your we'll coffee. just be staring
2: at them from a distance, yeah, like, hi. <laughs> uh,
1: they're, they're used to it. Uh, okay, no, but seriously, do you want to do the neurodivergent moment? So social oh, media. Yes.
0: <laughs> you're on social media. That's great.
1: You're yeah. on social media. And you have nine things in production right now. Thirteen. Thirteen. Yes. <laughs> Thirteen things. I said nine being like, that's that's an incredible amount. And you're like, actually, no, it's 13. I, so, I don't sleep So you much. have a lot of projects coming just, out. So, yeah, so everyone follow Amber, Doig, Thorne on, on all socials. Yes, please. All of the social medias.
2: Sorry. Amber, we ask all our <laughs> guests
0: for a neurodivergent moment. Do you have it's... a neurodivergent moment for us?
2: So there's two things that come to mind. Uh, is that okay? Can I have two? Yeah. Yes, okay. can. I can. Never, yeah. People are like, what's your favorite film? And I'm like, here's my top 27. I can't <laughs> just have one. Um, this happens way more than I would like to admit. Do you ever become like, obsessed with a new hobby and buy all of the things and then
1: immediately forget
2: about it and move on to the next thing.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah, my partner does it more than I do.
2: Yeah, it's it's like a problem. So I was watching Kick-Ass recently. I rewatched it. It's such good film. <laughs> and there's a scene with Chloe Grace Moretz where she has these butterfly knives. And I was like, Oh God, the butterfly. I'm going to order some. Like the prop one's obviously not like real knives. Yeah. And I was like, I need to learn how to do this. So I ordered some on Amazon Prime, next day delivery. And I spent six hours the next day mm-hmm. learning. And, like, sending videos to my parents. And I was like, this is really cool. And I did that for about three days. And then I've not touched them since. And mm. then I bought roller skates because I was watching... What was that show? You know where there's like all the women and they're all, like, rollerblading? And I was like, oh, that looks really Whiplash. Fun. Yes. Mm. So then I was like, I'll just buy some rollerblades. But then I bought the wrong one, so I also got roller skates. So now I have skates and blades. Never use them because I stopped watching <laughs> it. And I'm like, I just constantly, I'll, like, watch something and be like, this looks fun. Buy all of the things for this hobby. Do it for, like, two days and then be like meh, <laughs> and then just move on. And I was thinking recently, how good would it be if there was an app that like matched up like neurodivergent people? <gasps> yeah. You know where this is going, right? So I'm like, okay, I've just been fixated on rollerblading, but now I want to do tree surgery and chop down some trees. So do you have some tree cutting equipment? I'll trade you rollerblades. You I
1: know. Think, I mean, I think that's such in. a good we're idea. <laughs> We've gotta before any of our freaking listeners do that. <laughs> we to need to make it that yeah, now. Yeah. That's I actually do, a really brilliant idea.
2: Like, thank you. I've wasted so much money on all of these hobbies. Yeah. Like. And then I watched Kick-Ass 2 the other day, and I was like, where are my butterfly knives? Like, I really want to relearn them. Couldn't find them, so I had to order more. And then I'm like, my search history on Amazon is so weird, man. Like, I got nunchucks because I watched, like, Karate Kid or something, and I was like, I should probably learn how to do this anyway. That's just one of the moments. The other one... Oh, do I need to? Mm -hmm. Sorry, sorry, I talk too much. Um, The other one, please tell me that you've done this, but I was on the phone to my mum, and I was walking around my apartment, and I started to get really upset because I couldn't find my phone. Borderline crying and I was like talking to my mum and she's trying to talk and I'm like mum just stop I'm like look I know I left it here I ne- I'm in a rush I need to leave I don't know what I'm doing and she's like Amber am-. and I'm like mum just stop talking and she's like what are you calling me on and I'm like well, don't be stupid I'm calling you on my phone oh <laughs> oh and then I'm like my phone's been in my hand the whole time that's how I'm calling you and she's like yeah I tried to tell you for like 10 minutes but you were just talking over me and I was like ha 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 ADHD things <laughs> and it happens at least once a month
1: it's that's bad. amazing yeah. this is fabulous thank you so much thank for you. coming on thank you for coming yeah, on yeah really fun. look forward to seeing your next project so yeah. yeah thank you for having me and meeting the scars guys yes oh my God. I have to make it happen yeah <laughs> all right thank you so much
2: thank you
0: That was Amber Doy Thorne.
1: I like that girl.
0: She was fantastic.
1: She's my new best friend. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Joe, uh, since we did so hard plugging the Patreon at the very beginning, you know what we should plug before we get into indie moments, as this is our last episode before we go on. Oh, yeah.
0: And we're going to London. We i said are. that like like a victorian <laughs> child from the country
1: especially since i'm <laughs> You're gonna in make london. my fortune yeah, yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert one of us is already here we What's are doing like? we're doing the london podcast festival in september
0: we are i'm very excited about that we've got we've got some uh we're talking to some good we don't have a guest confirmed but we are going to be pulling out all the stops to get someone very special
1: Yes, yes we are. So uh, the London Podcast Festival is here in London at King's Place in, uh, what's it called, in King's Cross. We will be doing a live recording of neurodivergent moments from 9.30pm. It is an hour and a half long. And along with having an amazing, super secret guest, so secret we haven't booked them yet, we will uh like we did in uh latitude we'll have neurodivergent moments from you the audience right joe we're not gonna do that again we haven't actually discussed it um so please by all means if you're in london please come if you aren't in london make a day of it
0: (laughs) yeah make a trip up um
1: yeah but we're as well yeah, late night. So anything could happen. Anything
0: could happen. We <laughs> uh, both <laughs> well, be it.
1: In our, our delightful, sweet podcast about neurodivergency, we got the late night spot. <laughs> yes, yeah. So Neurodivergent Moments is going to be at King's Place for the London Co- Podcast Festival on September 14th. And you can get tickets at kingsplace.co.uk. So please come along. It's going to be great.
0: We we'll see you there. We need to see you moments. Can I say? Can I say what yours is for this week for, for the Amber interview?
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, f-
0: I thought there was some uh, amazing impulsive behavior. I don't even remember this. We got into the studio. I'd I picked my bag up. Do you remember this? And there was yeah. I would say like a, like a sticky brown substance on my bag, right? Which I was fairly sure. Was yes. where I'd, I'd eaten just as driving, I'd eat some chocolate and put it put it down. I went, oh, I hope that's chocolate. This sticky brown substance in my bag, and I think it took you half a second to put your full face in my bag. <laughs> it was chocolate, but I I admire that that ADHD impulsivity that went. Let's smell this. Let's see what it is. This mystery we... substance.
1: Listen, Joe as the ADHD half of neurodivergent moments i am watching out for you thank and you. uh your maybe sensitive oral factories you know <laughs> i didn't want you to be overstimulated if it smelled like shit so i was like i got this this one's for me to handle
0: thank you for looking out for me and all the worrying smells <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's my job i'm here for you <laughs> Uh, Joe, now that you've told them my neurodivergent moment, what is your neurodivergent moment?
0: Well, we've talked about uh, sort of how in our industry, there's lots of um, just sort of coded language. Like often producers will say, do you want to come in? We'll have a chat. And I'm like, oh, I've made a friend. But what they actually want is you to go in and pitch ideas to them. But there's always that subtext. And I did a very prestigious club, it went very well. And uh the owner of the club um said uh said, Welcome to the family to me. And uh the subtext of that I now realised was you've done really well, we're gonna get you back in and do a proper weekend. Well done, Joe. But I didn't know that's what that meant. So there was like a weird I thought that I'd been adopted or something. I didn't know what was going on. Why have I being welcomed into this family? Like and uh and then Betty did come back and say, Yeah, we will we we book you for a full weekend next time. I think you realised I was confused by um by the family comments. Um so yeah. I'm, I I'm love the, the fact
1: <laughs> you're in the family. I like the idea of the fact that you went in to uh Get more work at a comedy club, and then the promoter said, "Welcome to the family." And you're like, "Oh shit! I just signed up for the mafia." Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. there was an element of that. yeah You're like, I just kind of wanted some weekends. I don't want a whole. Do we have to do Christmas? Because I usually do Christmas with my fam, my 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 real family.
0: <laughs> my yeah, my other family. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was my my moment. It was, but thank you for it. um the the promoter then came back and explained to me that meant weekends. <laughs>
1: Good. I'm glad he did. And uh, we have some listener neurodivergent moments. Did you pull any up? Op- I do. I have one. I've,
0: I've got one too. Do you want to go first?
1: Yeah, I'll go first. Um, This one, let me pull it up real quick. This one comes from Catherine and it is, Joe, I'm very excited. Our first neurodivergent moment update.
0: Yes. Update. Oh, this is exciting. So this yes. is from a previous moment.
1: This is from a previous moment and Catherine got in touch and was like, I just want you to know. Uh, So she said, Hi there. I wrote to you a while ago with my neurodivergent moment involving me not realizing I lived in a cul-de-sac until I was a teenager because I have trouble recognizing places and get lost easily. I remember reading this one, us discussing this one. I have no clue what episode it's in to refer anyone to. So just go back and listen to them all, everyone. Help drive up the numbers. Going on, Kat says, well, I recounted the story to my parents the other day, and they said, I'm paraphrasing here, she's paraphrasing, you've never lived in a cul-de-sac, you idiot. (laughs) It was a crescent. Same principle applied. (laughs) I still didn't realize the road at one end of the street was the same as the road at the other end. But could this be a second neurodivergent moment? Also, I feel I needed to tell you. Otherwise, it felt like I lied. Still loving the podcast. All the best, (laughs) cat.
0: I love the little mini during a vagabonding of worrying that you've lied to the podcast. Yeah, I was uh, going to
1: say, I, I, I'm not sure if it's a second neurodivergent moment. I feel like what we have is the same neurodivergent moment <laughs> under different uh, parameters. However, the fact that you needed to message, message us and go, by the way, it wasn't a cul-de-sac, it was a crescent. Uh, yeah, that's a neurodivergent we moment. And went, Hold on a minute. Hold
0: on a minute. We've been lied to.
1: I can't believe it was a crescent. To be honest, <laughs> if I looked at a crescent or a cul de sac, I don't know if I'd cul-de-sac see it. Cul de sac is a dead end. The the crescent
0: is both ends, isn't it? But it looks around so. the same road.
1: I guess. I so. Yeah. I'm in Cat's Corner. I think they're both the same thing.
0: <laughs> I did. Well, hold on. They, they're distinctly different things. A cul de cul- <laughs> cul- sac is, like is like a dead end road
1: but a crescent is also a dead-end road just with no, a rainbow.
0: Not... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're winding me up or not.
1: No, I think I think if I were to look at them... because Are you
0: because you... you know that I'm a pedant and I won't let this go?
1: <laughs> no, I really do kind of see how they're similar. Like, I I get, I get if you're going to nitpick how yes, they want I, I, I
0: to, wanna su- I want to support our listeners, but uh, no, because a cul-de-sac is just a one... <laughs> Has a has a dead end.
1: <laughs> oh my god! But so does a crescent.
0: No, a crescent. Is so so a crescent's like a straight road, <laughs> and then like a like a rainbow going off it, and then going back onto the same road.
1: Right, but like the rainbow, like is a dead end in itself, wouldn't you say? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is this is this a joke? That
1: I <laughs> no, it's not a joke.
0: A cold, so a cul de sac is like one line going up.
1: Okay, I read. Okay, like
0: a dead end road,
1: and there's no way out.
0: There's no way out. So if you go down the end of a cul de sac, um, you're either going to have to do a three point turn, or you're going to have to back up out of the. If you're in a car, back up out of the cul de sac. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas a crescent, if you go off the road, you go around the crescent, and you'll come back on the same road at a different okay. place.
1: So it's like half a traffic circle. It's half a roundabout. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, I'm glad we've discussed this. because this, this, this is now
0: a town planning podcast. That's what this has become.
1: <laughs> well, we might have had it in the podcast on this. It's a crescent. It's <laughs> yes, yeah. the same. It's different. Uh, that's going
0: to be, well, there's always a little subtitle. I think that that will be this one. will be a crescent and a cul-de-sac and not the same thing. <laughs>
1: That should thank be you the for time.
0: writing in you were right thank to you. correct yourself <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh joe do you have a uh neurodivergent moment from a listener that we could maybe get into a fight about mommy and yeah, daddy <laughs> are fighting about the children
0: <laughs> i'm hoping you'll like this one because i know you've had problems with houseplants um this person has a small bonsai tree that needs watering every few days when, when it does need watering i put it in a sink full of water last thing at night for a few minutes whilst i get changed for bed I have had it a year, and not once have I ever remembered that I put it there. No matter how much I try to keep it in my mind, so I'm always surprised to discover it when I go into the bathroom for something else later. Every single time, <laughs> despite this regular drowning, I've so far not killed it.
1: Oh, wonderful, wonderful!
0: because I... I know you've had trouble with houseplants, yeah, Bonsai I have... might be the answer.
1: I've I I've figured some things out. I will say I have tried bottom watering, which is what uh, this listener is talking about. And mm. it, I feel like my plants don't suck up the water very well. But oh. uh, I like this bonsai plant. I might have to invest in that because I think I'm already killing one. I went away for a week. I think one's dying. But you know what is thriving? My pineapple.
0: Pineapple plants. It's a pineapple ah. plant. That is cool. Does it grow into a full blown? This is this is not good for an audio podcast, but for yeah. listeners, there's a, there's a plant. it's a pineapple plant.
1: I didn't really
0: know what they look like. It's like a pineapple growing out of, a, of another pineapple.
1: Yeah, it's a pineapple growing out of out of like this part. So you could, yeah. a, a, as I've learned on the Internet, you could cut off the leafy top part of your pineapple and bury it to grow another pineapple. Can you? Yeah, I've never tried that, but apparently you can do it. Um, so with those specifically, I've heard that you might be able to grow them into a full size pineapple, but it takes like years and in order to do it, it needs like a lot more space. Like it has to grow to five feet to get to, uh, that size. And I, I, it will stay in a small pot. It's easier
0: to get Tesco, isn't
1: it? Yeah. It's a stunted pineapple and will always be a stunted pineapple. (laughs) Uh, that's, that's it. That's all we, that's all she wrote. Right.
0: Uh, Yes, it is, yeah. So, uh, for our listeners, uh, bonsai trees, that's the answer.
1: Bonsai trees. Bonsai trees. You can drown them and they'll live forever. And a cul-de-sac and a crescent are different. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Guys, Thank you so much again for listening. Uh, over the break, we promise we'll we'll do the book club over the break on the Patreon. So, of course, sign up for the Patreon. We're going to be doing the giveaway of Love and Honey. You have the extras from the podcast that we don't release. And we'll be doing uh, the second book club. So please sign up for that if you can. And uh, hopefully we will see you at London Podcast Festival on September yes. 14th. See you then. Look forward to it. Bye.